And welcome in to Mining Stock Daily. I am joined by Philippe Cartier, who is the CEO of Cartier Resources. Cartier trades on the TSX Venture Exchange with the symbol ECR and also on the OTC markets in the United States with the symbol ECRFF. Now, this is a corporate update and a follow-up on this morning's news uh, regarding a new mineral resource estimate for the Chima Mine property, uh, specifically the north and south gold corridors of the property. Uh, Philippe, it's good to uh, speak with you once again. I know you and I have chatted uh, a few times in the past six months, since Beaver Creek, actually, in this fall. So, uh, you know, I was, went back and I listened to a little bit of those conversations you and I previously had. And I'll be honest with you, you're doing exactly what uh, you said you were going to do. You were uh, presenting, you said you were going to present a resource assessment on these two uh, corridors in Q1. Uh, little, it's a little out of Q1, but we'll give you a little pass on that. <laughs> so uh, it's good <laughs> to see you once again. Uh, you know, let's go back to this news release and just give us a uh, kind of a quick glimpse of what this resource assessment is and, and, the, and the significance of it for Chimo property. All right, listen, uh, the significance of it is it, it's just part uh, of a whole bunch of moving parts, actually. We started a massive drill program in 2017. Uh, we drilled over 55,000 meters of uh, diamond drilling. We continue to do so, although it's currently suspended because of COVID. All of that drilling was done within a 500 meter, uh, about 1,500 feet uh, radius around uh, the uh, past producing shaft at the Chimo Mine Project. So, so the bulk of that drilling was done in and around existing infrastructure. So if you needed to relaunch the, the mining operations, well, you have underground infrastructure. So that 50,000 meters of diamond drilling was uh, basically targeted 27 known gold zones. And last year, late last year, uh, we sat down with some resource estimate people and they said, okay, listen, you've got three uh, gold corridors that are on either side of the shaft and the central one going right through the shaft area. Let's do a resource estimate on the central shaft, uh, uh, the, the central gold corridor, and that'll give you a first number. And because the mineralization is different on the north and the south gold corridors, we'll do a resource estimate later on, and, and we'll just keep building up the resources at the project. And so uh, this morning, we, we, we released of that resource estimate on the north and south gold corridors. And in fact, we did demonstrate that the project continues to grow its resource base. Um, and you did mention earlier on today that, well, since we are still drilling, why didn't we wait until all the drill drilling was completed before having a global resource? Well, it's, it's you know, it's work in progress. And while we're drilling, we're, we're also doing resource estimate work, but we're also doing internal um, engineering studies to try to fit all these pieces of the puzzles uh, together. Uh, the Chimo Mine Project has a wealth of historical information, production reports, metallurgy reports. There, you know, there was a past production of about 400,000 ounces. So as a, as a technical team, we're held accountable to a high degree and level of technical data. So there's not a lot of wiggle room for arm waving. What you see is what you get. Uh, we tend to be a conservative uh, outfit. So yeah, we're especially proud of what we released this morning. Uh, I, I just will 
preface the rest of the conversation, Philippe, by saying I am a shareholder of the company, and so this was excellent news. Uh, something that kind of triggered my curiosity just then is you mentioned that, I believe you said the mineralization between the central corridor is different than the north and south corridor as well, hence the need to do kind of separate resource estimates on here. Um, can you talk about those discrepancies, uh, what makes those different, and also what is the total resource for the entire project looking like right now? Well, okay, the first question is related to the fact that the, the north and south borders show relatively high-grade mineralization, stuff that ran up to an ounce per ton way back then, uh, over thinner widths, and we're talking about two to four meter wide. And whereas the central gold corridor is comprised of several uh, veins and mineralized wall rock. And, and these mineralized zones can reach up to 30 of 40 meters, which is almost 200 feet wide. And so in the central gold corridor, if you go to our first press release, there's a sensitivity table uh, that, that shows that we use a 2.5 gram per ton cutoff, for instance, at a with a price of gold of $1,292 US. Well, with no additional drilling in the central gold corridor, simply by pushing down the cutoff grade to 1.5 grams per ton, that increases the, the, resource, the resource in that central corridor by nearly 500,000 ounces with no additional drilling. You can't do that in the north and south uh, uh, gold corridors. It, it, we, we've used a 2.5 gram per ton cutoff, and it's likely to remain that, that way. And that's why we treat uh, these, uh, these mineralized corridors differently. The bulk of the mineralization that was produced and the ore that was extracted from the Chimo mine historically comes from the central gold corridor. The significance, though, of the north and south mineralization that we announced this morning well, is that all those resource blocks are really subsurface for one. And so they're entirely open at depth and we may have some surprises in, in, in the future. And the second thing is there, they were both accessed in the past by, uh, by infrastructure. I mean, the, when the mine shut down in 1997, they had actually started mining on the South Gold Corridor. So there's a lot of upside to this thing yet. Uh, as soon as they, the, the COVID crisis thing lifts uh, the government ordinances, our drills will fire up again in the field. And uh, most people are quite right in assuming that um, later on uh, this uh, summer or early fall, we'll most likely have another resource estimate. But this one will be uh, influenced by the internal engineering studies that we're doing. And so we're very confident that we might push this well north of 1.5 million ounces. Okay. Uh, so in the press release this morning, Philippe, you did mention, okay, so there's over 4 million tons, average grade of 4.5 grams per ton gold for a total of about 500, more than 500,000 ounces of gold in the indicated category. But then in a bullet point underneath that, you do use that base, um, kind of a, a gold price of a $1,300 gold price, with a cutoff grade of two and a half grams per ton gold. And at those numbers, you see a pretty big drop in that indicated category. I mean, that just drops down from 585,000 ounces of gold down to 123 ounces of gold. I'm just kind of curious, is that overly conservative? And what were your thoughts when you were um, putting out those numbers? Because, I mean, that's that drops it down close to like two-thirds you know, two of what the original uh, resource is. <laughs> No, I think what you're doing there is you're you're the the you're mixing that the, the first table shows 
the central, north, and south totals. And the second table shows only the north and south. So it's not a reduction. It's just that we've separated it to show um, to show that it, two different things. Uh, it's part of what we call uh, the uh, IROC or SEC legal scrubbing. Okay. You, you can't, you cannot go and and just add up the number of ounces on a project. You, you have to show the investors this is indicated, this is inferred, this is measured. You have to be very kosher about it, and uh, and that's what that's what the release leads and 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 and, and uh, reads and and. Yeah, that's it, a good point, though. Okay. Uh, it, it's not a re, it's not a reduction. Uh, we listen. The whole notion of independent, qualified person says it all. I mean, uh, these groups and these consultants um, will use or employ the price of gold that they are comfortable with, and the cutoff grade that is most realistic and that might bring and ultimately uh, bring this thing into production. And our our company, our technical people, uh, don't essentially weigh in on that because that would obliterate the whole notion of independence, right? Thanks for that clarification. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad that was you cleared that up because I I, I read that I read that wrongly. So thank you. Um, so I, when I went back and listened to our prior conversations, and I and I think I want to kind of wrap this interview up based on this idea. Back in Beaver Creek in September, Philippe, you and I were talking about how you advance Chimo with either di direct shareholder value in mind, always, or as an acquisition target. Uh, Chimo has been labeled a number one acquisition target in a lot of analyst eyes uh, for, for a little while now. Uh, the activity and strategy that I've seen over the last you know, nine months has been you're drilling, you're putting the resource assessment out there. Obviously, I see a lot of shareholder value uh, being built up, but how do you kind of transition that shareholder value strategy into an acquisition? And is that really the, the direction of the company right now? Um, Trevor, I think you just put your finger on a, the number one point. Um, I think that is the great untold value of the Chimo Mine project here in Valdor. Uh, and that's why intrinsically we're uh, uh, undervaluated. The project shows all of that optionality. For one, it's a past producing asset. It's right off the highway. It's within 30 minute drive of the downtown Valdor, a full service mining town. For two, it's the, the mineralization ultimately can be brought to six different mills owned by six different operators. So there's healthy competitive tension uh, for, you know, that this project and the, and, and the, and the ounce count to find a home. Um, our job is to advance this project uh, in a technically sound way. And the the proper the, the, the proper valuations will be done by these third parties, and indeed uh, we can either monetize the project uh, by selling it or by developing it ourselves. Every the value of it is in the optionality that we have uh, moving forward, and with the rising price of gold uh, these days, it, it it's looking good for us. What else did I forget to ask you this morning before we let you go, Philippe? Um, 
I think people should focus on the, 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 the fine print in our release. We continue to drill, therefore we will have news flow from continued drill results. We continue to do other resource estimate work, therefore people could expect this thing to grow in terms of ounces of gold. And we continue to work on the engineering aspects of, this, of, of the projects uh, that will you know, aid in turning this resource estimate or a gold inventory into something that's, that has an economic conclusion to it. Okay. So news, news flow on three different fronts. All right. Philippe, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time this morning and best of luck to you. I'm sure you have a round of media and interviews and phone calls to do today. So, <laughs> Yes, I do. Thank you. Be safe out there. Yes, you, Bye, Trevor. You too. That is Philippe Cloutier. He is the CEO of Cartier Resources, which trades on the TSX Venture with the symbol ECR.